0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. What's up, Paddle and fin listeners? This is your host, Brian, from The OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson oars second annual catch and release charity tournament. Uh, that's KATCH Kayak Anglers Together can help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m. goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler. An experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out, get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the paddle, the letter N, and finn.com, go to the store tab, you buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that donate it to the charity portion for jackson's event Um, that's something we wanted to do to help jackson give back to some great organizations so get signed up guys jackson's trying to reach a hundred anglers i think it's an easy way for us to achieve even if you can't fish it it's 20 bucks guys let's help out
2: Welcome back to another episode of The Real Down. I'm Brad Hicks and with me is Sam Jones. What's up, man?
3: What's going on, everyone? So uh
2: you guys kind of started off a uh, started off the segment a little different last week and we kinda liked it, so I think we're gonna start going ahead with doing that uh, format here and start out with the recaps from last weekend.
3: Nice. Yeah, we played around with it last week, just trying up something new and uh seemed to flow pretty well. So
2: Yeah, so Let's get into some recaps here. We got uh, the first one here is uh, KBF Trail at Toledo Bend in Texas that happened uh, Saturday, August thirty first. The winner was Matthew Scotch with eighty eight inches. We'll be talking to him shortly. So, that'll be surprise! Interesting...
3: Surprise! Scotch <laughs> takes another W.
2: Yeah, he's on fire. I, I Bro, went, they I went they don't have this. a What's
3: they that? don't have a word for him yet. Fi- fire fire doesn't even come close to what (laughs) what that that guy's out of this world right now
2: yeah i I went looking through his facebook profile a little bit and just noticed a bunch of like wins he's had this year i'm not exactly sure how many he's had but he's had quite a few this year so second place uh brad case that's another big name i i watched the leaderboard throughout the day and he was he was up top almost all day long i think he was up he was above Matthew Scotch for a while there until yeah, the yeah. end. I'm guessing so. Brad Case had 88 or 86.75 inches. Third place was Toby Sebron with 80 inches. And Big Bass went to Jamie Broad with 21
3: and a half. Solid keeper right there.
2: Yeah, I think I've heard his name before too. This yeah, I don't good? think
3: it i don't think any of those names are unfamiliar to me uh definitely matthew and and brad two names that i've seen pop up quite quite a bit but all of those names look familiar and uh i'm sure if we went back through through the uh season we would see those names at the towards the top of the leaderboard
2: yeah sure we would so the next one we have here is uh Massachusetts kayak bassin they had one at Lake nippon Uh happened sep- er, September. I'm I'm used to September already. <laughs> Saturday, August thirty first. The winner was John for uh Furia, eighty-four and a half inches. Uh second place was Chris LaCourse, sixty-eight and three quarter inches. And third place was Angelo Alves with forty-two and a quarter inches. If you just like look the the first second third place, look how much, like, distance there was between all three of them.
3: Unreal, yeah, eighty four fifty, and then yeah. all half of that literally <laughs> half of that at third place. So um, I uh, I'm curious to uh, to see if we can't if we can't get this John guy and i'm glad you're doing the the tournament recap segment because as you're reading through these names i'm like i would bur- butcher all of these uh not yeah, a chance
2: it's, it's kind of hard so, our, our listeners are probably like man this guy's an idiot <laughs> no
3: yeah no uh i'm 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 glad you're doing it because i would have uh not done as well so john f uh as i'm gonna say it 84 84 and a half and again, second place 68, third place 42.
2: Yeah, I wasn't he, even close, man. Yeah,
3: and he didn't even have the big bass. <laughs> or did he? No, he did have the big he bass. Did. So 20, yeah. 25. So I mean he cleaned house. So I'm kind of curious. I'd like to I'd like to talk to this cat so maybe we can uh maybe we can uh, get a little segment with him later on down the road. Or, yeah, that uh, would be cool. Or record oh. it and snip it into this episode.
2: Yeah, I did forget to mention that this tournament was the night tournament, right?
3: Mm-hmm. It Pretty- was. And, uh, you know, as I was looking through events, this is what I wanted to cover because I'm big on night bass fishing. I love it. It's yeah. uh, something that I've I've grown to uh, become really good at, and I'm just really comfortable out there at night. And I haven't done it much this year, unfortunately. But uh, I was curious to see what would happen here. And it really, now thinking about that, it, a lot of guys struggle at night, especially yeah. if they've never done it before. So I'm sure this is a guy who, you know, typically gets out there um, at night and uh, and gets it done. So cool, yeah. cool Makes little turnout sense. or results there. So.
2: Definitely. So the third one we have here is the second annual Wood Creek Classic. Uh, it was at Wood Creek Lake in Kentucky. Happened uh, Saturday, August thirty-first through Sunday, September first. It was a two-day tournament. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who runs that tournament. Is that a trail or just like a random local thing in Kentucky?
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not positive on that. You know, obviously it's in the name second annual Wood Creek Classic. Yeah. So my guess is it's just some type of open event. I'm not sure who organizes that. I believe it is the Southeastern Kentucky Bass Fishing Trail, if I remember right. But I could be wrong. Um, But, yeah, it's just a, a group out of Kentucky there. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Southeastern. I just looked it up southeastern kentucky bass fishing trail
2: okay i um never heard of that but
3: but, uh your results there are not correct however so you're looking at day one
2: yeah i have the day one results and then the day two i just saw that
3: yep so we'll go over day one which is uh what you were just starting to read off there and then uh we'll go over day two and total
2: and there was only six guys that were in this tournament, by the way.
3: Right. Yep. So,
2: uh, let's see. Day one was uh, Chris Sizemore. He came away with 74 and a quarter inches. Uh, second place for that day was uh, Andy Lahr with uh, 63 and a quarter inches. And then uh, Travis Trevelyan came in third at 56 inches. And then day two. Looks like uh Andy Lahr came first place for that day with sixty three and a quarter inches. And then Chris Sizemore was well, they also tied, but he he had the tiebreaker. They he had sixty three and a quarter inches that day as well. And then uh Kenneth Lewis came in third with thirty five and a quarter inches. So the second day looked like it was a little bit tougher than the first day. Numbers wise. I mean you, you got the top two guys and then uh yeah that's crazy. So uh day three here, uh Chris Sizemore came away or not day three, uh, event total uh, Chris Sizemore came away with a hundred and thirty seven and a half inches, Andy o came in second with twenty one twenty six and a half And third place was Wade Lovings with 77 and three-quarter inches. So that's all we have for the recaps. Uh, Stay tuned, and you'll hear from Matthew Scotch here in a few minutes.
1: What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander.
3: All right, everyone, you just heard the results from this week's tournaments. And now we're going to bring on our guest, Mr. Mr. Matthew Scotch. Uh, You know, he just bested 48 anglers there in Texas to uh, claim the last, the last W of uh, the regular season there in Texas. And, did it in a big way too so Matthew welcome to the show
4: thanks for having me on guys
2: how are y'all doing
4: this evening I'm good man how you doing doing all right
2: good stuff so uh we always start the show with uh letting our guests tell the listeners a little bit about yourself uh how long you've been fishing
4: what kind of kayak you're in uh
2: or anything else you'd like to share so go ahead yeah um
4: yeah my name's obviously Matthew Scotch I'm from From Texas, you know, kind of lived all over. I grew up down on the coast. uh, Grew up doing a lot of saltwater fishing as a kid. And, uh, you know, moved up here to North Texas eventually and started, bought a kayak. My first kayak was a a used Hobie Pro Angler from Ty Sutherland. And that was like in 2011. So it was a long time ago. And uh, after I used that for a while, kind of fell in love with kayak fishing. And then uh, I ended up upgrading to a hobie pa 12 used that for a couple of years and then i won a bunch of outbacks uh fishing at the beaver's bend kayak classic and after i won the outbacks i i won four of them like that's the second place prize Jeez. so i got second place four years so um uh, wow. i had a fleet of kayaks and with that fleet of kayaks i started using them for a kayak guide service here in uh, north central texas and so uh and then tournament-wise, I've been fishing out of the Hobie PA-19 – or the, not the PA, the Hobie Outback 2019 this year, and I really love that Outback. Actually, I don't even have a pro angler anymore because uh, I fell in love with the new Outback.
2: That's awesome. Is it uh, better for saltwater fishing than the pro angler is?
4: Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it just depends on – you know what style of fishing you do i mean yeah. you know the, not to say the pro angler is not good you know what i'm saying but yeah you know everybody has a, a boat that kind of suits their needs or you know I, i'm not the biggest guy so i don't have to have a pa 14 you know to to feel like i'm uh i need to have a stable platform to, to stand and fish off of so but the what, outback is pretty nice
3: what do you think about the uh the 360 drive
4: i'm excited to get to use it and uh you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think I'll probably demo one through Mariner if I get the opportunity. Mariner sells in Dallas. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. But right now, I mean, I'm totally set with just the uh, – with that 2019 uh, Hobie Outback. And then next year, the 2020s are going to have the breakaway fins. So, I'm pretty excited to, mm-hmm. to get those out on the water too. I mean, just at Toledo Bend this past weekend, on the final day I went through – I took four drives with me, and I went through all four of my drives. I was on my last drive.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There's a lot of timber in that lake. Um, <laughs> and I kept on two of my drives. I don't know what happened, but the, the spine, there's two pins on the spine that hold it locked in place, or little locking mm-hmm. pins. And those pins on both of my drives broke. So thankfully, I had a truck full of drives, and I was able just to put a new one, you know, go back to the truck and put a new one in.
3: Yeah. Very so this cool. break,
4: I'm looking forward to the breakaway fence.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like yeah, it's going to be nice helpful <laughs> for a lot of guys. So yeah. You,
2: you've, been, you've been spoiled with a nice kayak from the beginning. <laughs>
4: yeah, man. I mean, well, just from the get-go, like, I had, I had seen the Hobie kayaks, like, at fishing shows and on TV, yeah. and I kind of felt like if I was going to get one, that that's the type of kayak I wanted because I'd be able to fish efficiently off of it. And, um, like I said, the first one I got was... It was a used kayak. I paid nineteen hundred bucks for it, and um, I used it all year. And I turned around and sold it in one hour for eighteen five. So I used it for like uh, a whole year, and you know, it cost me fifty bucks. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, uh, I definitely suggest to new people to uh, to go that route if the price kind of scares you. You know, there's lots of good used kayaks out there, especially now. And uh, you know, there, there's a kayak for every budget. You just have to look hard for it sometimes.
2: See, I, I started out in a two hundred dollar sit in kayak.
4: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I was really being totally truthful, I mean I technically started out on like an inflatable seventy-five dollar kayak from Walmart that you know, I took out <laughs> catfishing with a buddy of mine and, and nearly sank across the lake because the catfish <laughs> drifted into my uh inflatable raft. Oh Jesus. That's
3: crazy. I got a couple stories like that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's uh let's talk about this guiding thing. So, cuz that's that's kind of unique. There are a few kayak guides out there. Um not too many in the tournament scene though. So, are you guiding full time? Is that something Yeah,
4: I mean, it ends up being part time. I mean, I have it open as much as I'm around. You know, if I'm not gone to a tournament. And even if I'm gone, um, I've got a buddy of mine that guides with me, Joe Davis, and and if I'm gone, uh, Joe can take people out, and he does it part-time, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that when he's available, so, you know, uh, we can keep it going full-time, but it just depends. There's so many things that factor in where we guide at. We, all spring, we had a lot of rain and flooding mm-hmm. and a lot of releases, so, you know, it kind of messed up our spring, and then summer gets here, and it's 100 degrees, and so... When it's 100 degrees outside, it's really hard to get people to, to come out and endure that. You know, even though you're on a kayak, you know, I mean, that sun just has a way of draining all of your energy really quick. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. So, For so sure. it's, it's kind of seasonal, and, it, you know, it's really hot sometimes when we get good weather. And, you know, when we have flooding and, you know, hot weather, you know, it messes it all up. So, but well, between... Ca- Go What's ahead. that? Uh, oh, what, I was just go ahead.
2: <laughs> sorry, uh, I was just going to ask you what part of Texas you're in again. I missed it.
4: Okay, no, I live in a little town called Lake Worth. It's on the west side of Fort Worth. Okay, gotcha. So, uh,
2: you you were about to mention something before I interrupt. Oh, you.
4: I was just going to say between the between the guiding and the the tournaments, I say pretty busy. There's something going on every week or every weekend. So yeah, I say pretty busy in the kayak. And when did you start up the, uh, the guide service? We started doing it in like late 2015, kind of threw the idea together and, you know, took a couple of people out and kind of slowly started evolving it and, you know, trying to build it, you know, uh, kind of organically, you know, kayak fishing, it's not as popular as fishing out of a boat and it's not as easy either for like, for a guest to just hop in a kayak and, and get the hang of it the way. You know, you could just hop in a bass boat and start casting off the back deck, you know. So, um, it's a little bit more intimidating for people, for sure. But, uh, you know, for for the people that come out, I think they really enjoy it. You ever uh, guide anybody down the Devil's River out there? No. um, I grew up fishing like Amistad. Uh, When we moved to West Mm -hmm. Texas, Amistad was the closest reservoir nearby. So, that's kind of where I learned how to bass fish. And I would yeah. bass fish all the way up the Devils, but not exactly where they're kayak fishing at. You know, where it's yeah. you know real skinny water and rapids and all that. But uh, no, no, no guiding up there, man. I I stick to the Brazos River and a few lakes that are around DFW, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of home base right there. And
2: so De- do Devils you- River is one of my uh, bucket list places, man. I got to get yeah. down
4: there someday. Oh yeah, it's a cool place, man. I, I suggest going. Early, you don't want to go in the summertime, and the heat index down there is horrible. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's in the desert. So, do you always have your guests
3: uh, fishing out of the out of the Hobies, or do you do guided trips where they bring their own their own? No, okay, yeah.
4: So, so part of the the guided trip is, uh you know, part of the cost is the fact that I provide you with the top of the line fishing kayak, you know. So, uh, you know. Uh, I provide Hobie Outbacks and Hobie Compasses for our guests. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much top of the line when it comes to fishing kayaks, you know, I mean, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to find too many other people, you know, offering kayak guided trips and they're either giving you a, you know, $2,000 to $3,000 kayak to go
2: beat up. Yeah. I, this is like the first time I've actually heard of somebody guiding in a kayak. I mean, I, well, I, I think Drew Gregory does it, but not like
4: that much
2: but yeah that's pretty cool do do you do it out of boats too or just kayaks
4: uh just kayaks right now i mean i've kind of i actually had a guy call me yesterday and i he asked me if i'd take him out in the boat and he actually turned me down because i wouldn't take him out in the boat (laughs) so uh you know right now it's just kayaks but it could eventually uh to grow to more than that sweet
3: very cool
2: well um since you're a guide, does it any of that play into your successes in, in uh, tournament fishing?
4: I think, you know, maybe what it is, is just being on the water, getting to be on the water, even though it's not mm-hmm. the same, you know, it's not, we don't fish tournaments where I guide, at, you know, yeah. but I, I mean, think, I think just kind of being on the water and, you know, it's like, a, you know, I get to go to practice a little bit more than everybody else yeah. does probably, you know, even though a lot of the times, uh, if I'm actually guiding, I'm not really doing much fishing, you know, it's kind of more just that I'm out there and I'm on the water and I'm reading the water and just staying sharp, you know, and it's been an evolution. It's taken eight years to get this, you know, to kind of come this far with it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think it might be like overnight or something, but (laughs) I've been working, I I've been working at it too, you know, just a little bit here and a little bit there and, just kind of a culmination of a lot of hard work in all honesty tournaments and guiding you know I mean I had to learn the water to that I guide on you know so yeah
2: definitely I mean you you, you don't want a guide that doesn't know the water
4: (laughs) no yeah that's the last thing you want you know Uh, so you know there's a there's definitely a lot that goes into both of them but just being able to be on the water a lot helps
2: yeah I can attest to that I mean Experience on the water, you definitely start to, like, pick up on things a lot quicker. The the longer, like, 100 days on the water compared to, like, 30 days on the water a year, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes a big difference. So, Oh, yeah. Um, let's segue into uh, the pre-fishing for this tournament that you just won. Uh, okay. Uh, how yeah. many days did you pre- pre-fish for that?
4: Okay, so I got there Wednesday night uh, to Toledo Bend and uh, I stayed with a buddy of mine, Cody Prather. He does the filming for uh, MLF. He's one of the cameramen, and uh, we, uh, you know, both fished Thursday. He kind of went to one area of the lake he wanted to check out. I uh, pre-fished and went to an area, I mean, it's a general area where I've done well at in the past. So I went to check it out to see, but with the lake being six feet low, I went to see if there'd be any water back there, and um, there was still enough. that There were some fish relating to the area and. So I fished Thursday, and then Friday I fished until about noon. And I didn't even fish on Friday. Friday I just kind of paddled around and looked at some stuff that I hadn't seen the day before. And uh, I honestly think I only caught one or two fish on Friday. But I I felt confident that I could go out there and you know, fish really hard and maybe make something happen.
2: Yeah. So uh, do you you remember uh, your total
4: uh, length?
2: Yeah. I had yes. 88
4: and in, 88 inches. My uh, biggest fish was a 20. My second biggest was a 19 and three quarter. Then I had a 17 and a quarter. Uh, then I had two 15 and a half. And one was bigger than that. But for some reason, they've got it marked down as 15 and a half. So I guess they penalized it for something.
2: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even notice that. I was trying to sit here and look through the leaderboards.
4: Yeah, if you, if you look, at it, it says one of the 15s and a half is a 16 and a quarter or something like that. But like I said, I guess they found something to penalize it for or something. But it's hmm. definitely not a 15 and a half.
3: <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're no stranger to uh, Toledo Bend. You've, no. You've, uh, you've had some some success there.
4: Yeah, so in 2015, I fished my first tournament. It's actually the first time I'd ever been to Toledo Bend. Uh, some people think because I live in Texas, like I grew up fishing there or something. But
0: um,
4: I've actually only fished it for the kayak tournaments. And I only get, go over there that one time a year that the tournament's there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the first tournament I fished was a KBF Open. I came in second. And then the following year, they had it there again. And it kind of became the end on the bend. And I won that year in 2016 and then i won in 2017 and then last year um i don't know i just i had a bad day one last year just couldn't get things going i had big bass for the day but that's like all i had so uh i don't know for some some weird reason i just didn't put it together i just sometimes you zig when you should zag and i yeah. i just didn't do the right thing yeah uh, and you know I, I like to think that I'm not going to have days like that, but, I mean, I'm human just like everybody else, and some days, like, you know, I, I guess wrong or I predict them to do something they didn't do or, you know, I'm, sometimes I can be overconfident in the area just like anybody else and didn't do that good. Uh, but one of the guys that fished in the area, I was fishing, he smashed them and was leading the tournament. So, I mean, it wasn't that the fish weren't in the area. I just, like I said, I, I yeah. didn't make the right decisions that morning. Hmm. And then we had the tournament, this past tournament, and, you know, I I won that one, and uh, it was tough. I mean, it wasn't like it was easy. I didn't catch tons of fish out there. I think uh, I might have caught seven or eight fish and missed one or two. So Hmm. I was definitely out there grinding it out just like everybody else. Um, I just was fortunate that a couple of the bites I got were a little bit bigger, you know, just better quality fish. Yeah, I'm looking at that 20-inch fish right now. It's a nice fish. Yeah, man. Hey, 19 and 20 inch fish are awesome on tournament. I mean, every fish is awesome on tournament <laughs> day, but you get a 19 or a 20, it definitely gets you feeling good, you know? I mean, yeah. So, uh, so, so how quick did you have your limit? Uh, that's a good question. I honestly would have to look at my phone to tell you. Uh, I might have had a limit by like 10 or 11, but I didn't have a good limit until uh, about 12 15. That's when I caught that 19 and three quarter, and that was that cooled out. I want to say like a 12 and a half or something small, I was holding on to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty big upgrade and ended up being the fish that still the deal for me.
2: Oh, right. uh, see. What, uh, what's, um, your,
4: uh, what's your biggest bass from, uh, from the kayak? Biggest bass from a kayak is 11 pounds, eight ounces. And uh, I caught that on a little lake. About three minutes from the house, and I've actually caught three fish that are 10 pounds or bigger out of that lake. I got wow. a 10, I caught a 10 forward and a 10 all out of my kayak there.
3: Do you guide it's, there?
4: I'll take people on trips there. Um, but what's it's a really the going,
3: what's the going rate?
4: <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's 350 a day. I mean, okay, that's for, that's for full, one or two, that's for one or two people,
3: and that's a full day, full eight hours,
4: yeah. Yeah. that's not bad that's not bad no not at all i think it's reasonable i mean yeah, a lot of people that's don't really fair. It. uh i mean there's a lot that goes into it having to have insurance and everything else and mm-hmm. just the driving too late you know where i guide on the river is a it's at least an hour and a half and sometimes a little further than that to to drive down there and then drive back and you know people don't always account you know for the for the mileage on the vehicles going down and coming back, and there's more that mm-hmm. goes into it than, you know, just showing up and going fishing.
2: <laughs> now, right. you,
4: you provide the baits and stuff too, or they bring Oh, yeah, fish? yeah, yeah. You're allowed, I mean, yeah, I allow people to bring their own rods and reels, and, you know, a lot of people want to bring their own stuff. They ask me what we're going to be using, and I'll tell them, but, uh, you know, you don't have to. I- I'll provide stuff for you to use that, you know, you can catch fish with. I might not give you a $100 swim bait to throw out there, yeah. but. You know, I'll, I'll definitely give you something to catch fish with. I feel confident <laughs> you can catch them with. So, so going back to tournament day, what did, what did you catch all your fish on? I was kind of junk fishing. I caught my first one on an uh, accident finesse buzz bait uh, mm-hmm. with, hor- with a horny toad on the back, just kind of buzzing down uh, a pad line with the creek channel that runs right next to it. And then uh, my four other fish, they came out of this one cove um, in the back of this one pocket. And, uh, let's see, I caught one on fro- that 16, the one I told you 16 and a quarter, they have marked as 15 and a half. I caught that one on frog. And then I caught the 17 and a quarter on a spinner beta accent river special. Mm-hmm. And then the final two, the 19 and the 20, I caught those on a swim jig, just a little bluegill colored swim jig. There were a bunch of bluegill on beds and I was just kind of targeting those areas that had the, yeah. the brim beds. In yeah, practice, he, you could see a lot of big bass, kind of just cruising. You would see the brim locked up on the beds, and and there would be bass. Anytime you saw them, kind of within you know five or six yards of them. Yep. Yeah,
2: anytime there's bluegills around like that, there'll be bass nearby.
3: So you yeah, talk about uh, you talk about accent there. Yeah, uh, they're uh, I'm in Indiana, so that's where where they're from here. Accent. Yes. Uh, you know, I partner with them as well, and. That uh, that river special man. I don't care where you go in the country, that spinnerbait always produces.
4: So I won probably three of the trail events and almost a fourth one on that spinnerbait this year. Wow. <laughs> and, and and then a couple of the local tournaments, I, I did really well on that spinnerbait too. Almost caught all of my fish on it.
3: Nice. Yeah, so you, what blade combo are you going with?
4: Uh, the nickel and uh nickel and silver
3: gotcha half
4: half ounce spinnerbait
3: just double willow double willow okay and and
4: and that's good for any semi-green water if it's green water that's that's a good combination and then obviously if it's dirtier you know you you got to to something that might thump a little harder right
2: (laughs) so you you mentioned you you've won three trail events this year
4: yeah i won three and i i've had the fish on to win the other two the one at Man. Sam Rayburn where I came in second. I had a big one in a brush pile. I couldn't get her out. and then That's,
2: uh, that's impressive.
4: And then uh, at Lake Belton, I had like a 21-incher at the boat, and I was trying to net her, I, and it was really windy, and I was kind of being blown all over, and she jumped. I, I, it, the wind complicated the situation a little bit, and uh, she jumped at the boat, and I missed her, and she got off. But if I that's if I land that fish, I mean I I've won all those tournaments.
2: That's crazy. That's impressive, man.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. It's a pretty epic season you're having right now. And to know that you had a shot at winning those two, um, I'm sure hurts a little bit. But man, you got to be proud of uh, what you're doing out there.
4: Yeah, man. Uh, it, it feels good to to have success. You know, I mean, mm. it it's taken a while to to get it. You know, I've always had some talent and some skills and stuff, but, you know, like anybody, I mean, I have bad days and catch bad breaks and, you know, fish get away and, you know, it happens to me too. So it's nice just to be able to put it together for once. Yeah. You, uh,
3: you looking forward to regional and the uh, trail series championship?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So our regional is on uh, Lake fork and, uh, the trail championship on lacrosse. I've never been up there, but, you know, I mean, I follow the Red Crest and, you know, there's a lot right. of I've been kind of checking it out. You know, uh, I don't get into it too much. Um, I was telling Scott tonight that, uh, you know, a week or two out, I'll, I'll start really delving into it and and finding out what it's about and looking into where the fish are. And, you know, you can only do so much in a kayak. I feel like it's actually kind of counterproductive to, to do too much map and film study. Yeah, that's true.
3: I can understand that. I do a little bit of watching throughout the year, but I'm kind of the same way. Once we get a little bit closer, I really start kind of digging in and taking notes. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing you up there at the uh, Trail Series Championship, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it, man. Uh, you know, there, there'll be something really to fish for. And, uh, you know, not being, not, never going there before, I'll definitely want to prove myself to the people that, you know, to the fish up there all the time or, you know what I'm saying. everybody's gonna know who you are when you when you walk up (laughs) i mean maybe not i mean i always feel that way though i mean you kind of have to find ways to motivate yourself and yeah i I find like every you know i I tell everybody you know i mean, the fish i've caught in the past don't do anything for me today and you know i have to always have to put my best foot forward you know even after you've caught a nice fish you got to go catch another nice fish yeah and uh you know it's just kind of like in baseball, you know, if you have a bad at bat and you strike out, you know, you still have to go up there and, and, you know, try to do better your next time. And it's the same thing in fishing, you know, I mean, you're always up there trying to do your best. uh, And, you know, it doesn't matter how well you did in the game before or the day before or the tournament before, you know, it's all about what you do that day.
3: Yep, absolutely. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, you're you're looking at the schedule and you're thinking about what you're going to fish was was angler of the year something that you were thinking about something that you were going to go after
4: no i mean i take it kind of this is what i was just saying like fish by fish Yeah, i kind of do it like that man it's just fish by fish day by day uh you know see what happens see how things kind of unfold and and then and roll with it you know uh, i you know i don't want to get too far my so ahead of myself or set some sort of lofty goal that i feel like maybe if i fall short of it um i wasn't successful um you know, I I just try to to go out there and, and, and do my best. And, And if I don't, I try to figure out what I did wrong and learn from it.
3: Fair enough. I can understand that. I can understand that. But now, right now you're there. Now you, you've got that it's within reach, you know? So is it something you're thinking about now? Or is it still just going out and fishing and, what yeah, happened,
4: what happened? yeah. I mean, um, I'm thinking about it, but at the same time, I mean, the the formula that got me here was uh, just not thinking about it too much, and and going out there and being focused on the the task at hand, and that'd be Lake Fork um, at our regional, and that'd be catching five da- five bass on the first day and five bass on the next day, and if if I can manage to catch uh, ten bass at that tournament. Um, I should wrap up AOI in Texas, but, I mean, you never know. And then that that would be one goal accomplished, and then it, if that's accomplished, then, uh, you know, we'll shift the focus to uh, the trail event uh, at lacrosse.
3: Absolutely.
2: Is there any other events that you're looking forward to? Yeah, other
4: so, so um, we have the Lone Star Throwdown. It's kind of like a regional statewide yeah. thing we do here in texas and so that's going on like the weekend before the cross. so that's kind of a big thing and then uh a buddy of mine in east texas i mean, sure y'all have heard of Dwayne taff he told me about another we there's a uh hourly big bass tournament they're gonna pay out a thousand dollars an hour uh yeah. for big bass so i mean and you have a whole county to fish in. so uh that sounds like a pretty interesting format that i definitely want to try to get in on uh, off the top of my head i can't tell you the name of that tournament but it's going to be on tourney x uh they've got a a page out on facebook for it uh, but it's like an hourly big bass and every hour for the first five hours it's a thousand dollars for big bass so um, is
3: your uh is your secret spot in, in that county
4: no, I mean, yeah, no, uh, it unfortunately doesn't touch, you know, that part of a uh, Toledo bend, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and honestly, I, I wish it, I had something that was like a secret about it, you know, I'd feel better about it, but, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, it's just an area that holds fish and every year I have to kind of go back there and figure it out. It's never, the vegetation never sits up the same, the only thing that doesn't change is the creek channel, you know, like the things that can't change, you know. Um, right. But every year there's some, there's something different about it. The water level, the vegetation, you know, it, you have to go out there and kind of figure out what they're relating to.
3: Awesome. Well, speaking about future events and, and what you're looking forward to and excited to, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk to you about tonight right is we're at we're at this place now in the industry and in the sport where we're seeing that higher level of competition starting to kind of rise. And we've got, you know, the FLW Cup this year, uh, FLW KBF Cup happened this year, the Pro Tour kind of being held simultaneously with the Trail Series events. But next year, there's a lot of rumors about some different things going on. Um, you know, and then we do know that we're going to have a KBF FLW pro tour. Mm -hmm. So just kind of curious, you know, what does 2020 look like for you?
4: Yeah. Uh, 2020, will we'll see what happens in 2019. Um, I'll try to, I'll put all the bigger tournaments and all my local ones all in the calendar and just see how many I can make. I mean, you know, it, it costs, you know, there's a cost associated with going to the, all these tournaments. And, uh, you know, I have to be able to make them, too. You know, I mean, I kind of fund my own way. So, you know, I have to be able to it. We all know it's costly trying to travel to these tournaments, you know, for what they pay out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, I'm, I fund my own way on that stuff. So it, uh, we'll see how I'm doing uh and and we'll go from there you know i mean i i take take it day by day just like i take it fish by fish in the tournament you know but i'll 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 I'll, I'll put a a, i'll put them all all the major ones on my calendar and just see what happens but uh you know i'm not committed to just fishing one trail or one event or one series you know i want to fish as many as i can make
3: awesome very good
4: um I'm all done. I'm
3: all out, man. You all out of questions, Brad. I'm all out. <laughs> Brad's tired. Brad's tired as been... Hey, I you know he it, man. he just got back from vacation and, you know, relaxing it's and hard out. life. Oh,
4: yeah. 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 It's
3: just rough. <laughs> it's rough. So but, you know, uh with that said, I know you uh you've been hard at it since this tournament interviews and uh jumping on with Scott tonight and all that, so We'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up, but before we do that, you know, why don't you tell everyone, you know, where they can follow you on your socials, uh, how they can keep in touch with you, you know, maybe uh, give a little plug for for the guide service, and then yeah, anyone, you wanna, anyone you want to anyone you want to shout out or thank, uh, go ahead and do that now as well.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me uh, Instagram Matt M A T T underscore Scotch S C O T C H. Uh that's my Instagram. Um on Facebook, you can find us Lone Star Kayak Guide or Matthew M. Scotch. Uh I have a cousin, his name's Matthew Scotch too. Uh so that can kind of get confusing for people. Um and then uh, you know, all the guided trips on the Brazos. yeah, definitely hit us up, Lone Star Kayak Guide or my my cell phone number. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. That's 830-591 three zero one one if i don't get your phone call you know just leave a voicemail i'll get back to you um we'll try to get something set up um the brazos river is a pretty hot place to fish i don't know if y'all seen any of the fish pictures we put up from down there but uh I mean, we catch some really nice fish on the river so it's a, a special place to take people kayak fishing and uh you know sponsors Mariner sales in dallas You know, I couldn't do without them, without the customer support. And, you know, like I said, I broke four drives the other day. And, uh, you know, we're all four of those drives are going to get service. So uh, they'll be working on some new Hobie spines pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, Excite Baits here in North Texas, they're a sponsor of mine. They're awesome. Like, you know, I couldn't do it without their support, too. I mean, I throw a lot of Lloyd's Baits. So it's nice to have companies that, uh, you know, kind of go out of their way to make sure that you're taken care of. And, you know, some aspects of fishing don't cost you money, like having to buy baits all the time, because we we all know how many baits we go through, you know, and how many you can go through. And then, you know, obviously uh, accident fishing, you know, it's kind of amazing how I've gone from not really caring about spinnerbait fishing to being like a damn, you know, almost a wizard at it, you know, in a pretty short period of time. And that uh, Accent River Special is definitely p- a big part of that. It's a, it's a big player in a lot of the tournament success I've had this year. Um, let's see, NRS, you know, same thing. I mean, couldn't do it without NRS either. I mean, this really awesome, awesome company provides me with, like, lots of, you know, really good, you know, everything from clothes to gloves to boots and shoes, fishing pants. I mean, you name it. I mean, they've got it and, you know. I u- utilize all of that stuff from guiding to tournament fishing. So couldn't do it without their support either. Uh, and last but not least, Hobie. I mean, you know, that, like I told you earlier that 2019 Hobie Outback is a really big reason why I've been as successful as I have been. I mean, it's so fast. It's so efficient. You can stand and paddle it. Uh, it paddles really, really good. Um, it pedals really good too. Um, yeah. If you figure out how to fish in a little bit smaller space from a pro angler, I mean, it's, it's definitely for me, especially, I mean, it's, it's made a huge, uh, benefit to my fishing. So, um, uh, really couldn't do without that 2019 Hobie outback and like, can't wait for those 2020 breakaway fins. Like I said earlier. <laughs> yep. Awesome, man. Uh, we
2: appreciate you coming on tonight and hanging yeah, out. With thanks. Thanks for having fish. me. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Good luck at that regional and that uh, trail series championship.
4: Yeah, yeah. man, uh, I'm I'm excited for both of them, dude. I mean, there's two two more tournaments, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens at the end of them, man. Hopefully, good things.
2: Yep. Oh, all right, man.
3: I'll well, be all Coming on. We'll,
4: all right, guys. We'll, well, yeah. we'll see you at
3: the trail series Thank championship. You.
2: Thank you. Yep. Have a good night, right. man. Bye, guys. See ya.
3: All right, everyone. We're back with my favorite part of the segment, upcoming events. And it's my favorite part because I don't have to talk about anybody's names like Brad does. <laughs> uh, We're about butchering them. All right. So last week, uh, by mistake, I brought up an upcoming event that was two weeks out. So it is now truly an upcoming event. This weekend, uh, uh, we've got SIAC, Southern Indiana Kayak Anglers, September Showdown. That's their last final season event. This is my club, so here in the home state of Indiana. Uh, we're going to be fishing the Hoosier National Forest. There are five five lakes in play. They're all smaller lakes kind of bunched up together, and that's Indian Lake, Lake Lena, Tipsaw Lake, Rainbow Lake, and Saddle Lake. Currently, there's a little less than 10 guys signed up for that. But uh, we should see that expand as we get closer to uh, the tournament. I'm sure on payday Friday, everyone will uh, everyone will get get in there. So that'll be a good one. Pretty awesome points race going on there too. Couple guys being battling back and forth all season, and they're uh, ten points separated. And this is their last chance to uh, to claim the title of angler of the year. So you know we're getting into that time of season, Brad. It's uh, it's championship ship season. It's that, that final, final round of tournaments for most of these clubs and organizations. And it's one of the most exciting times, uh, to see how everything kind of plays out and everyone's fighting real hard. So the guys who are left in the mix, uh, really bring in their A games and it's exciting to watch.
2: Yeah, definitely. I know, uh, Justin Hausner, he, he's the, uh, attorney director in, out in uh, New York. He he wants to come back on after their championship and talk about their championship. So we might have him back on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And as tournament season kind of starts to wind down, um, I think we'll be able to do a lot of that, really kind of bring back some of these people that we didn't get to, some of these tournament directors, start talking about the next season, um, and then recapping any little events that might be going on out there. Um, All right, so next up, is going to be the kayak bass fishing uh southeast region regional championship that's going to be on pickwick lake uh in wilson alabama that's september 6th through the 7th so that's the saturday sunday tournament uh two-day event and that's that's going to be a pretty awesome uh pretty awesome tournament there as well tough region to fish in uh from from a competition standpoint you know some of the biggest names out there battling it out so uh it's gonna be exciting to see what they put up on a uh pretty awesome lake
2: this uh this tournament was a rescheduled one you said right
1: um like or, no.
2: or they moved it from a different lake to pickwick or something
3: i think that was the last event I could oh be okay wrong. i, I
2: yeah, thought I, I heard something but
3: it, it maybe it is. They did have some rescheduling stuff going on there. Cause like originally the Lanier event that they were at last time mm-hmm. was supposed to be on a river. Yeah. Which river was it? I don't remember off the top of my head, but anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so they're going to be on Pickwick this coming weekend and that's going to be our second uh, regional event. Obviously last weekend was the Western region mm-hmm. um so this will be the second one then uh, we've got uh coming up after that the northeast region then the central and i think we finish out with texas
2: you, you so. know kbf does a pretty good job at scheduling scheduling the different regions on different weekends like that so you can like <clears throat> one weekend you can cover one region and the next weekend you have another region to cover it. It's pretty cool how they do it.
3: Yeah. And part of that is because the way our angler of the year format is set up for the trail series, it takes your best three regular season events, your best regional. So you can fish multiple regional championships and then you've got the trail series championship at the end of the the whole thing up in lacrosse this year so yeah a, a lot of your guys who are gunning for that aoi spot have been fishing multiple regions so they can qualify for those regional championships and uh, have m- more than one warm one go at getting some high points
2: so i'm not familiar with this ch- the championship can, uh, can you explain that a little bit like is that a championship for all the
3: regions yeah so basically how it works is you've got five events per region All right. And those five events, um, you know, held throughout the year, you get to keep your best three for your angler of the year points. All right. So if you only fish three, there you're stuck with those three results. But if you fish five, you drop your last, your, you know, your worst two events. So then you have your regional championship, which is where regional AOI, regional rookie of the year, uh, is solidified then at the end of the season so in October October the week of I think it's October 18th and 19th um, anyone who finished in the top 20% of any one event
2: <clears throat>
3: gets to fish in the trail series championship so think of that as kind of like the national championship we have the NC uh, next year, you know, that covers all, everything, the trail series, the challenges, the opens, the clubs, all of it. But that's the trail series national championship, basically, and that's going to be held in lacrosse. So, again, that's the top 20 percent from each uh, from each region's tournaments um and then you have the challenge series championship that's up there you have the pro tour championship that'll be up there so it's going to be a big event at, you know yeah and this guy's it's guy's last chance to qualify for the 10 invitational or the 10 um so you know it's a, it's going to be a fun time looking forward to it
2: yeah i didn't i didn't know it was that much in depth that's pretty crazy
3: yeah, yeah, and so, I'm probably not even hitting all of it, so.
2: It's it's basically like a miniature version of the national championship. So, that's
3: pretty cool. Correct, correct, yep. So kind of sucks
2: for those California guys dri- having to drive all the way out to Wisconsin, though.
3: <laughs> that's part of living out, yeah, that's part of living out west, though, man. You know, yeah. I lived out in Arizona for a little while, and on the kayak side and the boater side, It's the same thing. You know, you used to see FLW and bass would get out west at least one time a year, maybe hit like the Delta or Clear Lake or something like that. But that doesn't even happen much anymore. So these guys are on the road and traveling, and it's just a commitment they have to make. But they get in the off season, they get some pretty awesome water to fish. So yeah, uh, I just saw a 14 and a half pound caught out of, uh, I think it's Comanche Lake. I mean, just nuts, nuts stuff. All it right. Sounds bigger than my
2: best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: um, all right, so the after the uh, regional there, we've got uh, we're going to be talking about the results from the New England Northeast Big Bash Challenge Championship. That's a mouthful.
0: Yeah. So uh,
3: we'll uh, we'll be discussing that next week. That takes place on Wakefield. Uh, or in Wakefield, uh, uh, and that's September 8th, and that's that's a uh, is that a single fish? Man, I can't, I don't remember. I think that's a. Let's see.
2: Like, yeah. region states will compete to land the biggest bass at the event. Yeah, they're they're guaranteeing 2,000 for first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: now I remember. Yeah, they've they've already got 20 guys signed up for that $2,000 first place payout. That's great. Um, just going for one big bass. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens out of uh, out of the New England area there on that one. You
2: no, know something big's gonna come out of there. I mean, after looking at some of these uh, results from Massachusetts and stuff, I'm like, that state is like a bass fishing freaking gold mine i guess
3: well let's let's do this let's do this let's let's make a little let's like make a little bet here what what do you what what do you think big bass will be out of the big bass challenge i'm writing it down holding you to it all
2: right i'll say i'll say 21 and a quarter
3: 21 and a quarter all right that's brad's all right i'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with twenty two
2: fifty. You know, I almost went with
3: twenty-two. <laughs> I'm gonna go with twenty two fifty. Because those guys are out there with one sole purpose and that's to catch a giant. So I'm gonna go with twenty two fifty. So what are we gonna wager though? That's the question now. What are we gonna what are we gonna put on this?
2: Uh,
3: I have no idea. <laughs> Six pack.
2: <laughs> well, I d I don't drink, but
3: Oh, all right. Well, six pack of crankbaits or jigs then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the all right, we'll think we'll fig- uh, at the expense of Brian.
3: There you his pat- go. His paddle
2: we'll
3: credit <laughs> card. There you go. You all just right, use we'll, his we'll credit out-
2: card.
3: There you go. We'll figure out the details of that uh <laughs> and uh we'll we'll let we'll let listeners know next week what we decided on. All
2: right. So
3: <laughs> All right, so moving on from the Big Bass Challenge and our little uh, side bet here, we've got the KBA Championship, and that's going to be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, on Lake Wachita September 7th, so Saturday. Um, and I, I'm personally invested in this one and watching this one because, you know, we were just down there for the FLW KBF Cup, and I'm curious to see what these guys do uh, you know, a few weeks later, water should be slightly cooler, probably not a lot, but we're a little, we're starting to go into that transition phase, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where these fish are starting to think about moving into these transition areas. So I'm curious to see what, uh, what they produce at the, uh, the KBA championship there. And, uh, that's uh, kayak bass anglers of central Arkansas. For those of you that aren't yeah. familiar.
2: I, I was about to ask you that. Yep. Yeah, yep.
3: Yeah. So, uh, They'll uh, they'll be fishing Wachita there, and I think they've already got like it's got like five like guys. Two. Yeah, five or ten guys signed up for that already. Uh, Jeff Ottz, I saw that name uh, when I was looking at that earlier on. Chris Hartman. Uh, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think from a turnout standpoint. I I'm sure we'll see, you know, a fairly decent turnout there. I've seen conflicts with a couple other events, but uh curious to see what those guys can pull together on that one.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, five guys signed up. If if you're in that Arkansas area, man, and you don't know about that trail, look it up.
3: Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, those are our uh, our five events we're gonna be covering um next week, our four events. So again, the SIAC. Uh, September Showdown, KBF, uh, Southeast Regional Championship, the Big Bass Challenge there in New England, and the KBF Championship on uh, Lake Watchtown, Hot Springs.
2: Yep. Sounds good. Lot, lot of stuff to look forward to coming up within the next couple months.
1: Absolutely. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall, making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com and our newest sponsor trc covers protect your investment wrap your rods your reels they got custom colors logos you name it they got it go check out trccovers.com